This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Double overtime win for the Islanders, and the Knicks have some concerns. Plus the Mets. Oh, geez, Gordon's going to have to help me tonight. Here we go. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, and quickly on Twitter at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM until the top of the hours. Gordon, myself, Bryant, and Mike Mike here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, Gordon, Larry, how we doing? We're doing great. I was concerned uh, as the Islanders continue to go into overtime that yeah. you might run out, no, and and take a and and take the new owner of the Mets advice and suit up. Well, look, at this point, you know, people are talking about the Mets' struggles. The Mets are not a professional team right now. They aren't. They, are, they don't have profession. I mean, they have, you know, guys who play baseball, but they're not major league players. They're not. And, and it's not one or two guys. It's most of the guys. 16 on the IL, Gordon. 16. Wow. 16. I mean, I'm just happy they're in games. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? The real concern, I didn't realize this until today. And I was watching the broadcast. They brought it up tonight. Conforto's not close. No. Neil's not close. No. Like, so, uh, like at They're least talking a, June. Yeah, End of late June. June a month right? away. Like a month from now. Yes. So that, uh, that is not good. Now, look, you get DeGrom back tomorrow. But he's he used gets, to no run support. He comes back just in time for them not to score any runs. But he's used to that, Gordon. That's that's yeah. life. That's life for him. He's he's, uh, he's at this he's ready. point. He he might be have to. He might have to bat like fifth or sixth. Listen, I saw Nito was batting fifth tonight. I was like, "What? What is going on here?" He's one of the hottest batters on the team. Uh, it's crazy, man. They are just <laughs> decimate. They're just not a professional no, team right now. No. So it's kind of hard to to get any wins when you take a look at the lineup. I mean, there were times this year with the Yankee lineup that we were kind of scratching our head, but those guys were just slumping. It took 16 guys to get injured for a lot of these guys that are in the Mets lineup to be basically playing every day, and they get the the kid Fargus hurt tonight. So there's another injury. And, and Gordon, get this. In the 41 games, they've, had, they've, had, they've played 40 games going into tonight. They've had mm-hmm. 41 players. That's crazy. They're 41 players in 40 games. They only used 40 players the whole of the season last year. They used 40 in 60 games last year. And it would be nice if Francisco Lindor, oh. one of the guys who could and oh. is a major league player, um, if he could ever get going. It doesn't seem like he's getting close, that's for sure. No, he's getting further and further away, Gordon. And I tell you, the booze at the stadium tonight, yeah. uh, they're going to treat him like Trey Young if he doesn't start hitting soon. Well, look, I mean, it's not a small sample size it's anymore, not. right? Like, it's like, a th- what, a fourth of the season at this point? I mean, yeah. it, it's a pretty good bulk size. And now I understand that there, there will be some struggles, right? New contract, new team, maybe putting a little bit of pressure on yourself, but – I mean, when the, the Mets made the trade, some people pointed out, you know, take a look at his numbers last year. They were down in the, in the short season. Those would be a godsend right now if he could put up the numbers he put up last year. I, I, would, I would take them at the drop of a hat. Oh, you run with them. <laughs> He's hitting 189, Gordon. 189, wow. On base percentage, 295. You ready for the slugging? You There's ready? no power. There's no power you re- there. You ready? You ready? Mm. 277. 277. 277, Gordon. Man. And he's not the worst. No. The can is 266. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he, you know, he's the guy that's supposed to be, you know, I know. The, the spark plug of the offense. McCann, you're hoping you get some offense, but it's primarily about the defense with him, you know. With, right, with, um, exactly. With Lindor, 
he's supposed to be your two-hitter, your three-hitter, you know, top of the order, setting the table, driving guys in, top 10 player in baseball. Boy, I've not seen so many stories about how electric a smile is lately. I can tell you that right now. Because he's not smiling. No, nobody is. <laughs> nobody is smiling on that. It is, it is a rough patch. But once again, and, and you look, 21 and 20, Gordon, I'm just – all I can do, I was telling the guys earlier, I'm just holding on until the troops come back. That's all I can do and hope that nobody in the NL East gets hot. Because yeah. if they get hot right now, I'm, I've got a long way back. That's the one thing you got going for you is it doesn't seem like anybody's really uh, finding themselves. You would have thought by now the Braves would be getting rolling here, but um, not so far. And nope. uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's really taking a strength. It seemed like the Mets were starting to take that stranglehold and then yeah. all the injuries came and – yeah. And it happened for a lot of guys who you were kind of hoping were going to start to turn the corner, right? McNeil has really struggled this year. Conforto's really struggled this year. Uh, and if you could get those guys just kind of moving in the right direction, I mean, that would be a huge plus. But now both of them are down. They're not coming back. Nimmo has been gone for a long time. I know. I know. Uh, and he doesn't seem like he's getting close to coming back. Mm-mm. So, yeah, you're going to really – I mean, it's a patchwork lineup right now. And uh, it's kind of like uh, – you know, my, my father-in-law has a, um, a, a, a saying when we're fixing th- something, you know, spackle and pa- paint can make it what it ain't. So that's yeah. right now in the Met lineup. It's a lot of <laughs> spackle and paint, and it, it ain't working, that's for sure. Listen, uh, McCann had to play first base tonight. I saw that. He made a nice play. Now, he, he face-planted. Yeah, 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 he did a decent job, but uh, it's it's And he had a home run deck. tonight. Yeah, he, exactly. A little right. offense. So, yeah. he'll, so he'll be hitting cleanups tomorrow and playing first base. I mean, at this point, he might be betting hitting leadoff. I mean, it's getting to it's getting to be crisis time there. Yeah, I mean, it's it a, really it's is. A, it, when you have that many injuries, it's impossible to overcome it. But you you think, you know, at some point, maybe you, you have to make a trade and get somebody in here because if these guys are not coming back for another month, can you can you survive like this for another month, right? Like and if see, you get Alonzo yeah. back, okay, but that lineup, boy, that's that is rough. And see, the problem there is now that people know that you are needy, they try right. to take You're advantage. Yep. And so you can't, you have to, you have a tough choice here, right? You either can stand firm and just hope that they get back or you understand that you're going to play, pay more than what you need to for players, um, you know, to try to help you out in this situation. So it's a tough spot for the Mets. You know, you just hope that you can get a couple of guys back to hold on. And you know what? It's been interesting, Gordon. The, the bullpen has been pretty good. Uh, it's been really good, but you know what? They're wearing out because the starters are not giving you any length. Yeah, uh, it's it's not uh, an ideal situation, and it's got to be a little demoralizing when the when the starters are doing the job, uh, like Peterson tonight. Uh, you yeah. know, he, he gave you what you know you would assign for that from him, and sure, I don't think he was sure. he was fantastic tonight. But three runs in six innings, you'll deal with that. Uh, and the guys they brought in out of the bullpen were were both okay, but mm-hmm. uh, you just don't score any runs. I mean. The guy, I, I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard of the guy that was pitching for the, the Rockies tonight, Goomber or Go- yeah. Goober or whatever Goomber. his name was. Yeah. <laughs> he was mowing him down, yeah. and it wasn't until the ninth inning that the Mets, or at least late, that the Mets started to, to make a little bit of a charge. You thought, okay, maybe you know, maybe you get something going here, but uh, not to be. Rockies with their third win of the year away from Colorado. They are now, they've, they've played 20 games. They've lost 17 of the 20. Yeah. And tonight was one of those wins. It's ESPN you know, in New York tonight. Who, it's another guy. I'm sorry, Larry. To, mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed. Is um is Dom Smith? Yeah, 
I was just you know, looking at his stats too. His slugging I, is three fourteen. He was gonna he was gonna be a guy this year, and and uh, it's not uh, he's not been anywhere close to the player he was last year. Now again, nope. some struggles early on, but you'd think by at this point you'd start to see some signs of life, and uh, it has not happened so far. And what's not and what's hurting all these players, Gordon, is they've got no protection in the lineup. So there's nobody that you have to pitch around them for. Right. So, you know, if if, if you had, let's say, uh, you know, uh, uh, anybody, Lindor was hitting or mm-hmm. McNeil was hitting. And so you put him in between because, you know, those guys are hot. And so you have to pitch to him so he gets better pitches. He's not, he's, he's I mean, he's, you know, that's why they put him in front of, of, of Nito, because Nito's really one of the hot guys on mm-hmm. this team right now. So you put him in front of him thinking that, OK, they don't want Nito with runners. They don't want to pitch to Nito. Let's get he'll get something to hit. And he's not being able to get anything to hit. Desperation time. I mean, it is. It really is what it is. It really is. You know what? It might be desperation time for the Knicks, Gordon. We'll talk about that. Plus, uh, we haven't mentioned Yankees, and you guys are just chilling, or just rolling. What are you, twenty one and twenty one and what in May? Like twenty one. Bicycles going down the hill. We're just the, the, oh, the breezes just, in the air and uh, <laughs> loving life. Oh, it's, uh, meanwhile, and, and and boy, did you play Tampa at the right time? How hot are they right now? Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh they are rolling. Well, we got a bunch of calls. We're not going to be able to get to anybody. So if we don't get to you tonight, don't be angry. You can call us again tomorrow night. We'll have a full show following Carlin. But with the double overtime win by the Islanders, it cut our time short. And, Gordon, if you're the Penguins, before we get to the calls real quick, if you're the Penguins, you have two leads in your building in a, in, in a game five that can switch the series and you lose in double overtime, that is a Bad loss. And especially the, the game-winning goal, right? The goaltenders, yes. you know, I don't know what he was doing with it there. But, um, yeah, and it seemed like the Penguins kind of controlled the action for most of the night, right? Like they were leading for a good portion. But even when it was tied, it felt like the Penguins were the team with more, I don't know what the right, more energy, more, mm. you know, more pressure on, on the Islanders. But the Islanders just kind of hung around and – all of a sudden, things kind of broke right, and they—they, they, I mean, that's the definition of stealing a win. So now they head home with a chance to close out the series. That's right. And on the same night, that's Wednesday. Also, the Knicks will have Game Two. And Gordon, your thoughts? Because we didn't get a chance to talk. We weren't yeah, on here. I was I mean, talking to, to folks. I, you know, I've heard so much stuff today about it. This has to—they have to do this. They have to do that. You know, this is what's wrong. The Knicks are now—they're uh, not—they're uh, not the underdogs anymore. It's all nonsense. The number one, two, and three the Knicks have to do is figure out how to get Julius Randle going because he was brutal the other night. He was brutal from start to finish. And I love Julius Randle, but he was he's the reason why they lost that game. It was terrible. And they lost by two. So it, you'd like to think if you can get him play. And I, it wasn't, I don't feel like he was taking terrible shots early, but as the game wore on, I feel like the pressure of the moment kind of was getting to him a little bit. Like he knew he was not playing well, and he was trying to force things. And then down the stretch, kind of felt like he was – kind of shying away for, you know, making the extra pass is great, but sometimes you need somebody to, to kind of step up and take the shot. And he's the guy that you want to do that. And then obviously the final possession was a disaster too. So to me, it all starts and ends with getting Julius Randle going, because if you don't do that, all the other things don't matter. Well, I'll say this um, for him, when you're not going well and the way Burks was hitting shots in the fourth quarter, I'm happy he deferred to Burks in that situation. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say too, Gordon, is they got to do something with Trey Young. 
He he cannot yes. just just roam the court like he owns it. They they're going to have to do something where either they either he's they sell they let him shoot the jumper or they keep him out of the lane. But he can't do both. Right. So that's the other thing that they need to do. And then the situation with Nolan's Noel, I mean, he hurt his ankle. I don't even know if he's going to be able to play. Uh, the sources, according to published reports, if the game was tomorrow, he would be doubtful. But the fact that it's an extra day, they're going to try to, uh, you know, see if he can go. So that's going to be a major issue because, you know, the one thing they did not do was to get that alley-oop going with him and Capella. Yeah, absolutely. And just to get back to you were saying about Trey Young, it, it seemed like the game plan, and R.J. Barrett said this, uh, I think two days before the game, maybe it was yesterday, that they didn't mind Young doing what he did, but he didn't want to get they didn't want him to be getting the other guys involved too. And as you said, he did both. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, he had both. thirty-two <laughs> points and ten assists. So you got to pick your poison. And obviously, I think they're going to have to change up how they go about guarding him as well. Uh, and I don't think it's an ideal situation, but I think that I think Derrick Rose is going to have to start. And I think mm. that if you're going at some point, if you're giving Peyton four minutes before mm-hmm. you're pulling the plug, what are you doing? Yeah, you might as well sit him. I you mean, it's, it's like taking the milk out of the fridge, realizing it's bad and putting it back in the fridge and saying, <laughs> you know, what? tomorrow I'll give it another few. <laughs> at, at that point, it's over. Yeah. So I'm not I don't I'm not pushing for Frank Nealakina to get minutes and I, it, the last possession was was not good, but is he going? Who's going to be the least of your liabilities? And at mm. this point, Peyton is giving you nothing, and nope. you know he's giving you nothing because four minutes into the game you're giving him the hook. So I think that whether you like it or not, I think Nealakina's got to get a little bit more run, and you got to start Derrick Rose. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And the sad thing about that is that means you're not going to have him down the stretch. In the fourth quarter, because Pro, the, yeah, you're going to have to manage. Obviously, you're going to you're manage, have to manage it. it. So. But I, I think at this point, you really have you don't have a whole lot of options. At, at this point, like, what more do you need to see from Alfred mm-hmm. Payton to realize it's not working? I agree. I do think they quickly deserve some more time, Gordon. Absolutely, I mean, he performed well absolutely. Last night in, in of game course. one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Give him some more time. I mean, he, and, and, and it was hot. It was weird. It was almost like some of the the, the young kids. Had, were not impacted in any way. Yeah. By the environment or the moment. And, you know, Randall, who's – I know he hadn't played the playoff game, but he's been around the block a little bit. He's been in the league for a while. He was much more impacted. And some of the older players, I thought, were a little bit more impacted by the moment than some of the younger kids. Try to do too much. Try Absolutely. to do too much. That's all you need. You just, just play your game. That's all we need you to do is play your game. But what did we say, Gordon? We knew before they weren't going to let him beat you. Somebody else is going to have to continue to step up. He's got to do more. But Gordon, in key moments, they're going to deny him the ball. You see what they're doing. You see Capella leaning over. He, when he gets the ball, he's going to, Capella's going to come on the double team. So they're going to have to make adjustments either to when he gives up the ball to give it back to him or do something else. We'll see what they do for game two. But uh, they got to do something with Randall to get him going. And they got to stop Trey Young because he's just dominant. Yeah, especially down the stretch. I mean, he was just getting whatever he wanted, did whatever he wanted, and the Knicks were just kind of – standing around and it was like every single time down the court he just he was just in the lane just you know every single time yeah (laughs) doing whatever he wanted whatever he wanted going wherever he wanted bruce is in flushing hey bruce hey guys want to talk about the yankees if i can Mm -hmm. you know whatever happens in the season if the yankees do anything this this year they're going to look at the last three weeks and say this is what saved the season. Larry, I was watching the lineup. Guys were hitting 143, Clint Frazier. Torres 
before he got hot, hot was hitting 189. Hicks was hitting 180-something, and they were winning games. I mean, I grew up in, when I was growing up, if you hit 200 or, two, or 250 or 220, you were a bum. And these guys were below 200, and, they were, and, we, and we were winning. It was, like, unbelievable. You know what, Bruce, and we got to run. Thanks for the phone call. What was Starting scary for me. been that great. You know, it was, the pitching's been that great. And, Gordon, Clint Frazier stole two bases yesterday. What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees still Next thing, you're going to be bunting, Larry. <laughs> It's unbelievable. But, yeah, your starting pitching has been tremendous. Starting pitching has been great, and they've gotten just enough offense to to make it work. And it looks like that Stanton is coming back here before too long, so hopefully he can stay healthy. And, and Glaber is finally starting to look like Glaber, which is a big, big piece. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, if it ever does turn out that the offense does really get going, like even close to what you expect, and that starting pitching can even remotely stay close to what it has been, this is going to be a good year. It should be. Simons and Queens. Hey, Simon, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Simon. Two, two quick, two quick men's points. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Yankees fan, but I think with the injury bug the Yankees have had the last couple of years, I think I'm okay to commiserate with the Mets fans. Um, they have no offense left. I think the ground should back lead off if that's the only place they're going to get any offense from. I yeah, think it's but, that uh, bad with them. Who's going to drive him in if he bats leadoff? I need him in. I need him in case somebody <laughs> happens to get on base. I guess it <laughs> looks like Tomas Nino is going to have to do that. Yeah, you're right. And uh, second, second point: I, Tim Tebow must be kicking himself. He gave up the MLB to be at, what second or third tight end on the Jaguars. <laughs> he could be the starting outfielder for the yeah. Mets. Hey, you know right. what, Simon? Thanks for the phone call. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he gave be. it up at the wrong time. Who knows? He might, he might be up here by Wednesday. You never yeah, know. He, he would have been up here today. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's gotten bad. I mean, there's no other way to do it. You just take a look at the lineup. The reason why they're struggling is they're not a major league team right now. I mean, Gordon, when the owner is telling you, when the Gordon, when the owner gets on Twitter and says, "Does anybody want to suit up?" Come on, that tells you all you need to know. Tell you all you need to know. And, and it's not like this has come out of the blue, but I think this might be the worst it's ever been in terms of the injury yeah. bug. Oh, there's no doubt about it. This is this is as bad as it's been. Before it was no talent, Gordon. This is this is no talent because of injury. This yeah. is this is as bad as it has been. And so hopefully, you know, the Grom comes back. Maybe they find a way to scratch across a couple of ones, runs like they did tonight, and get a win. I'm very curious to see how the Yankees go because tomorrow they start with Toronto, huh? Yes, absolutely. So a uh, little interdivision action. So we'll see, uh, you know, they, they can certainly uh, hit. And some guys there, including Steven Matz, has been pretty good so far this yeah. year. Uh, Robbie Ray has been pretty good so far for them. So uh, they gave us a little bit of trouble earlier in the year. So maybe a little bit of payback. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my friend, uh, quick show tonight. But uh, you're up early tomorrow. So be good on the radio. I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Larry. Sounds good. All right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight, an abbreviated edition because of the double overtime win for the Islanders. We thank you for joining us. Mike Mike and Brian Munguia, excellent job. as well. Might have been your best show, guys, that you've done in a long time. Thanks very much for your help. Right here, we'll see you tomorrow night following Carlin on 98.7 ESPN New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.